Hi there, folks. Welcome to Stinchfield, the podcast. What a morning it is. Speaker McCarthy is out. And I have a fabulous idea for who should be voted on for the new speaker. That would be President Donald J. Trump. Now, I know he won't take the job, but I want every member of Congress to vote for President Trump because I want them on record. I want them on record to see if they support this man or not. Will out the establishment. The ball has started rolling, thanks to Matt Gates, And we're going to talk about all of that on the show today. Washington, not in chaos. Conservatives are resting easy this morning. Uh, so, folks, with that, let's get Stinchfield started. But first, I want to tell you, my sponsor, MidasGoldGroup.com. What a day. Go visit Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD. Uh, so grateful for their sponsorship here. I love these guys. Trust these guys. Pay Midas Gold Group a visit. So with that, let's get the party started. Uncensored and unapologetic. This is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. All right, folks, thank you so much. I think it's a great day for conservatives. Look, we now know uh, what it's, it's, I don't know, a little over half a day since Speaker McCarthy was ousted. I didn't think Matt Gates was going to be successful. I didn't. I was not happy about working with Democrats and letting them control where we go. But now that it's over... I'm so happy. How many times do I tell you I am right 95% of the time? This was one of the 5%. I got it wrong. I didn't think Matt was going to be successful, but I'm so glad that he was. So where do we go from here? Well, first and foremost, the first thing that I want to talk about, I want to talk about who should be nominated for speaker first. And that would be Donald J. Trump. Donald Trump needs to be offered up as speaker and then immediately put to a vote. And here's why I want it put to a vote. We know every Democrat's going to vote against this guy. I want the Republicans on record as to where they stand. They can vote him in. President Trump doesn't have to take it. It doesn't mean he has to take the job. He can turn it down, and most likely he would. Look, I want to tell you, when you are the most powerful man on earth as president of the United States, you're not going to take a step back to Speaker of the House. Though he'd be great, what could he do? He could do away with the Department of Education. He could defund the Department of Justice. He could issue all of these things. He could fire uh, or, or reduce the salary of the FBI director to a dollar. He could do all of these things as Speaker of the House. He could push this to the floor and get the American people to see exactly where some Republicans stand on certain issues. All these ideas are great. But first and foremost, I want to see where every member of Congress, Republican member of Congress, stands on President Trump. So this is why I say they offer him up right away, put it to a vote. Let's see where these members of Congress stand. See, eight members of Congress stood firm and did what needed to be done yesterday. These folks, in my opinion, in many respects, are heroes, okay? Absolute heroes. So um, this is Matt Gates after the vote talking about what went down. What's paralyzed the House of Representatives has been the failure of Speaker McCarthy. What paralyzed the House of Representatives was not taking up appropriations bills. We left for a six-week vacation. 
while the appropriations process hung in the balance. And because I forced these people to take a few votes, you think I'm paralyzing the House of Representatives? I think the House of Representatives has been paralyzed for the last several decades. As Well, it's true. They most certainly have been paralyzed for the last several decades because they haven't been doing the work of the people. You know, I said this on the Real America's Voice show last night, every night, 7 p.m. Eastern time, by the way, Real America's Voice, you should tune in. It was really simple for McCarthy to keep his job. He made this deal with conservatives, and the deal he made with conservatives was simply, we're going to bring up single-issue spending bills. That's what the American people want. We don't want everything lumped into a giant bill, FEMA aid, federal emergency management FEMA aid lumped in with Ukraine aid. You can't have one without the other and holding members of Congress hostage. No, single issue spending bills is what the American people want. So there's transparency in Washington. That was simple. We wanted real meaningful investigations into Biden corruption. I know that Jim Jordan's doing a great job. James Comer's doing a great job, but the job is not great enough because I think they were needing approval from Kevin McCarthy as to when they could subpoena the Biden family, Frank Biden, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, ultimately maybe Joe Biden. But the subpoenas never came. They issue a, a note, Kevin McCarthy on his big letterhead, subpoena to Hunter Biden. It wasn't a subpoena to Hunter Biden. It was a subpoena for Hunter Biden's records. That's very different than calling Hunter Biden in to testify before Congress. What's the worst that could have happened? They would have defied you. We could have taken them to court. They would have come in. They would have taken the fifth. But at least they would have taken the fifth for all the world to see. So single-issue spending bills, this idea of subpoenaing people right away, 72 hours to read a bill. We still were getting bills, and the votes were going very, very quickly. And um, we just wanted common sense, law, and order, the rule of law, normal order of business, which hasn't happened in Washington for a really, really long time. So Matt Gates now is like enemy number one when it when it comes to all of this stuff. Um, I want to play for you a clip of Matt Gates uh, on the floor today. Well, not today, uh, on the floor yesterday, calling out the establishment. This is he's making his case to oust McCarthy. I take no lecture on asking patriotic Americans to weigh in and contribute to this fight from those who would grovel and bend knee for the lobbyists and special interests who own our leadership, who have, oh, boo all you want, who have hollowed out this town and have borrowed against the future of our future generations. Yeah, he's right. The lobbyists own leadership in Washington. In fact, the lobbyists own most of Washington. Democrats, Republicans, all of them. What did McCarthy say? 4% of the caucus sided with Democrats to oust him. He says, oh, it's not a good rule. Yeah, because you got ousted. You didn't need to get ousted. All you needed to do was live up to the bargain that you made with the conservatives. Just live up to the deal. You live up to the deal, you're in good shape but you didn't live up to the deal. So who's next in Washington? Who should be up on the block for Speaker of the House? Well, I told you I would like to see President Trump first. He's going to turn it down. I still want it put to a vote so everybody is on board with what's going on. Steve Scalise, who is in leadership, dealing with some health issues, it's being reported now 
that he's calling around trying to gather support from members of Congress for him to take the gavel. Now, I would support Steve Scalise. You're not going to get Matt Gates as Speaker of the House. Matt Gates is going to be an enemy number one for 60 to 70% of Republicans in Congress, the 60, 70% that I don't like. So he, he's not going to be able to make it. Jim Jordan would be my best pick. I've said this over and over again. I love Jim Jordan. I think he's so smart. He has so much common sense. He combines street smarts and street fighter with seasoned investigator and prosecutor. That's a dream mix right there. So if someone could talk Jim Jordan into it, he would be my pick, and I think he would be a lot of people's pick. I think he could win it, but he says he doesn't want it. And I would offer this up. Just because he's speaker doesn't mean he can't appoint himself to continue to run judiciary or the inquiry. He could do those things. He'd be very, very busy, but he could do it. Nobody says he couldn't. So um, these are the things that Washington is going to have to weigh. Congressman Emmer is another one. He's in leadership. Lauren Boebert mentioned his name last night on the Real America's Voice show. And by the way, I'm going to play that interview for you because it was a good interview. Uh, Lauren explaining why she voted no, but why she's so happy of the outcome. All right, if that makes sense. But I see where she's coming from on it. So I'm going to play that for you in just a little bit. Um, I also want to play the establishment going crazy. So this is the other issue that we're facing now. The establishment thinks Matt Gates is a despicable guy. I, I can't wait. I'm going to literally play you a soundbite where they say that. They don't understand that we don't care what the Washington Post thinks. We don't care what the New York Times thinks. We believe what the American people believe, what Flyover Nation believes, that we just wanted limited government. We want to get back to the founders' vision, get government out of the way of the American people. And Kevin McCarthy was not doing that for us. So I'm happy to see him go. The American people are happy to see him go. Let the Washington Post, the New York Times say the Republican Party is in chaos. I think for the first time in a long time, Matt Gaetz showed real leadership through all of this. All right, folks, uh, I'm going to play for you the establishment sound bites. They're very, very good. But before I do that, I want to tell you about my friends over at Patriot Mobile. Um, Glenn, the CEO of Patriot Mobile, invests in me here and this program, really honestly investing in you by running running ads on this podcast because he believes in my message just as much as I believe in him. So I don't take a sponsor unless I believe in them. I have a Patriot mobile phone, and I love it. The service is great, and more importantly, the customer service is great, all U.S.-based. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. So what I want you to do is go to patriotmobile.com forward slash grant. 878-PATRIOT is the number, 878-PATRIOT. Go to patriotmobile.com and take part in the parallel economy. Take part in supporting businesses and those who run businesses to help move our country in a positive direction. I'm so happy to be with Patriot Mobile, just as I'm so thrilled that Glenn is willing to invest in this program and this viewership and and listenership uh, that I think we need to support him. So I'm urging you, make the switch. Don't stick with these three crazy cell phone companies that are supporting every woke cause out there under the sun. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant. Free activation. If you use the promo code grant, do it today. All right, folks, I told you I would play you some of the uh, reaction from the establishment. And to me, the reaction from the establishment is 
pretty darn hilarious. Okay. Um, this is Larry Hogan, former governor of Maryland. Listen to what he said um, with Fox. Now, think about this. The motion to vacate gets passed. Speaker McCarthy is ousted. And who does Fox News bring on? They bring on Larry Hogan. Larry Hogan, who's as rhino as it gets. Uh, Matt Gates is a disgrace that has done more to damage the Republican Party with his actions today. Oh, screw you. What do you mean Matt Gates is a disgrace? The disgrace in the Republican Party are guys like you, cue ball. And any Democrat ever could. Um, I think, you know, it just proves uh, that Washington is hopelessly divided and broken. It does. I shouldn't call him a cue ball. I'm losing my hair, too, but I can't help it. Fester, Uncle Fester over here is saying that Matt Gates is a disgrace. Give me a break. Matt Gates showed true leadership. He showed the stones and cojones of brass balls that nobody else in Washington wants to show. He put his entire career on the line. This thing fails. He's wildly damaged in Washington. This thing passes. Now he's a hero amongst the base, amongst conservative warriors like all of you. So Larry Hogan is so out of touch. Who the hell cares what he thinks? But I want you to hear what he says because this is what we're up against. Uh, and that's why people are so frustrated with, with Congress and both parties, frankly. Uh, it's proving, it's showing that we can't lead. Can't lead. As I said, Matt Gates is the leader. He's the one that showed leadership in the face of all adversity. He's got this ethics investigation going on against him. I promise you McCarthy's at the heart of that. The Congressional Ethics Office has been feckless for the last three to four to five decades. They don't do anything. When I ran for Congress, I filed an ethics complaint against my opponent in the Republican primary, an incumbent, Kenny Marchant. He was sending infiltrators into my campaign. In fact, some of them donated under a false name. We had information that Kenny Marchant gave them the money to donate to get into the event under a false name. That's illegal. That's an ethics violation. We had proof that he had sent out mailers uh, besmirching my good name, saying Grant Stinchfield believes in gay marriage when I believe marriage is between a man and a woman. No paid for by Kenny Marchant. These little handwritten notes that went to like 50,000 people. File an ethics complaint. You think that went anywhere? No, because they protect their own until leadership says throw our own under the bus. He's questioning our authority. That's the kind of bullshit that needs to stop in Washington. And that's what this vote was all about. You know, in many respects, this vote is a warning shot to every establishment Republican that you are now going to be held accountable, that strong conservatives in Washington now have power again. And be very careful. When you're going to make a deal, you better stick to your deal. Otherwise, it's going to be hell to pay. Um, this is uh, Kevin McCarthy earlier, before this all happened. I made a decision to take a risk to keep the government open. At the end of the day, if I am removed from speaker because I kept the, the troops from getting paid, they're able to be paid and the border agents able to be paid. You know, that's a fight worth fighting for. I've always said I will fight for the American public. And that's exactly. Oh, I can't even take it. I really can't. You know, everything I've heard about Kevin McCarthy is that he's actually a nice guy. 
that he's not a bad guy, that he's not like Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell plays for the other team, as my buddy Sebastian Gorka says. Mitch McConnell is so far into the ruling class that he's dangerous for America. I don't believe that is Kevin McCarthy, but what I believe is Kevin McCarthy found power to be so intoxicating that he forgot why he ran for Congress. So he may be a nice guy, but he was not fit to be speaker. He may love America, but again, he was not fit to be speaker. So CNN comes out, and uh, let me just find this clip from CNN talking about what's going to happen next. Well, CNN couldn't have been so wrong. There may be something else afoot. The bazaar may not be closed, meaning Kevin McCarthy could run again, and now he could be ready to do a deal with Democrats that he was not willing to do before. And so um, I I am hearing from some folks on the Hill that Democrats may now be willing to see if Kevin McCarthy is ready to talk a little more in a way that he wasn't willing to talk a couple of days ago. First off, it's an idiot assessment. Because why are Democrats going to vote you out and then two days later vote you back in? They're not. They would have just kept you there in the first place, made a deal with you in the beginning. It's a stupid argument. Now, there was an argument that Kevin McCarthy would try to run again because he's the only one that could possibly win. That's the argument. I don't believe it to be true because Kevin McCarthy now says he's not running for speaker. And so I'll say this back to the Kevin McCarthy caring about the country, just doing it the wrong way and forgetting about who got him there and and what's important. Kevin McCarthy not running for speaker again saves the Republican Party a lot of headaches. Okay, saves members of Congress uh, that are Republicans a lot of headaches. So Kevin McCarthy put, I believe, the Republican caucus ahead of himself by deciding to step down. And step away. And so I applaud him for that. And I am grateful to him for that. But again, why would you want to go through this again? Now, something interesting is Patrick McHenry, who is now the acting speaker. And they put this situation in place where you could have an acting speaker for the continuation of government if, God forbid, something crazy happened. Um, So he is acting speaker. So Technically, there is a speaker, and and this was agreed upon early on, but this is fabulous. Patrick McHenry has ordered Nancy Pelosi to vacate her hideaway office. It was basically her speaker's office. He says, you have 24 hours. We're changing the locks. You're out. Get out. Now, McHenry is an ally of Speaker McCarthy. Pelosi had promised McCarthy, this is all inside baseball, but Pelosi had promised McCarthy that she would protect him and would not let Democrats vote to oust him. Well, clearly, she skipped town for all of this. Yes, Dianne Feinstein's death helped her facilitate the skipping of town, but she skipped town. She wasn't there to vote. She allowed her caucus, and and make no mistake, Nancy Pelosi is still the leader of the Democrats in Congress. Hakeem Jeffries is not. Nancy Pelosi is. Nancy Pelosi allowed her Congress, her caucus to oust Kevin McCarthy. So as punishment, McHenry, 
who is an ally of McCarthy, kicks her out of her office. Let the tears start flowing. I'm so sorry, Nancy Pelosi. But you know what? You're out of luck. It's a new day in Washington, and I am glad it is a new day in Washington. Patrick McHenry, way to go on uh, on all of this. So um, as we as we look at everything going on now, you have to look to the establishment Republicans and say, what are you guys doing? Why don't you see what the American people see? Guy like Michael McCall from Texas, who again, I think is a decent guy, but has swamp fever, Potomac fever, as they call it. Who's the next speaker going to be? And in the meantime, we lose all the floor time to get the appropriations bills passed to get what's good for the nation. Um, it's the first time in history this has ever happened. So it's a very historic day, but a sad day for America. I think it's a great day for America. It shows you that conservatives still have power. And what are you talking about? We're going to lose two days of appropriations bills on the floor. Are you freaking kidding me? You had nine months to move appropriations bills through the floor, and you didn't do it. You think you're going to do it in two days? You now cut this deal for a 45-day extension, which was part of the axing of Speaker McCarthy. What has been done in Washington that's been great? Nothing. Speaker McCarthy has been a failure. The Republican caucus and leadership has been a failure. The impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. You'll have establishment types out there saying, oh, well, they did such a great job. They've got the impeachment inquiry and Comer and Jordan are doing such a great job. And they're doing an okay job. They're not doing a great job. A great job would have subpoenas to the players at hand. A great job on the day of the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, day one, would have not bringing up a constitutional attorney and some forensic accountant. It would have brought up FBI agents to testify in front of Congress that they were told to take Joe Biden out of search warrants. It would have been FBI agents testifying that there is a different set of rules for the Bidens than there were for the Trumps. It would have been the IRS agents, whistleblowers from all over the place. You could have brought in Ukrainian officials, oligarchs. What about Viktor Shokin, the prosecutor in Ukraine? Bring him in to testify how Joe Biden got him fired. Instead, we got a big old dud. And may I ask you, when was the second day of the impeachment inquiry? We had the first day last week. Where's the second day? We got nothing. What are they doing? To me, I'm so frustrated by all of this. So I say ugats to this Republican leadership and what they're doing there and say, let's get down to the business of what we need to do now. And that is elect a conservative speaker who's going to live up by these standards, very simply, single-issue spending bills, start to cut spending in Washington, give them 72 hours to read a bill, get speedy investigations into the Biden crime family. It's an easy gig. Literally an easy gig. So, um, folks, let me tell you, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have an interview with Lauren Boebert here in just a moment. But uh, I want to tell you about my friends over at Midas Gold Group before I play the interview with Lauren Boebert. 
With all the chaos and uncertainty in the world, it is so important that you pay Midas Gold Group a visit. MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD, MidasGoldGroup.com. I want you to pay them a visit because I want you to protect your finances. I want you to take the steps necessary to secure your finances and have privacy when it comes to your finances. Only gold has stood the test of time as a portfolio protection move that gives you that safety, security, and privacy when you have an overreaching government. I was just with the guys at Midas Gold last weekend, and uh, these guys are great. I trust them. I know them. Uh, they have your best interest at heart. You're making a big investment or even a small investment. No, Nothing too big or too small for Midas Gold. But these are the kind of guys you want to go with, patriots like us, veteran-owned. MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD, MidasGoldGroup.com. All right, now, I want to get to my interview with Lauren Boebert. This was on Real America's Voice last night, okay? So uh, if you're listening this or watching this, Tuesday night on Real America's Voice, my interview with Lauren Boebert about the ouster of Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Well, joining me now, Congresswoman from Colorado, our good friend, a Republican there, Lauren Boebert is with us. Congresswoman, great to have you back on the program. Grant, it is great to be with you, and it's great to see the amount of uh, people that we have in our coalition here who have joined. Uh, certainly, we see some new names that we did not see in, uh, in January for the Speaker's Voice who are vote who have had enough. All right, so I'm going to give the people a little bit of, of uh, inner circle stuff. I was texting you earlier today, and I said, you know, I'm worried about siding with Democrats. This is my concern. Right. I don't think it's going to go through. Had that led you, anyway, not my text to you, but had that led you or your belief of why you voted uh, no on vacating the seat? Uh, yes, really, it's all about timing. Certainly, I don't want the Democrats to have an upper hand. Uh, I didn't want them cutting more deals with Kevin McCarthy. We, we've heard about the Ukraine deal and uh, tied with the southern border with Joe Biden, the secret deal uh, that was made. And certainly, I didn't want an opportunity for more of those, um, but also just the timing. I want the federal government funded. I want to get through this appropriations process. And it was probably going to be unsuccessful, um, given that Kevin McCarthy was so desperate for a continuing resolution. But I was willing to give that amount of time to say, we tried it. We got our bills through the House, and then he still went with a continuing resolution. Nevertheless, um, even though I didn't think that it was time to remove him today, I do believe that it was the right vote. I'm very proud of Matt Gates and my other colleagues who stood firm with him and voted to vacate the chair. And uh, I certainly am frustrated by the broken promises, the secret deals and failed leadership. And time and time again, we have seen legislation come to the floor that the majority of Republicans do not support. But that may all be over with now because Grant, there is a GOP conference meeting happening right now where Kevin McCarthy just told our conference he does not plan to run for speaker again. So we are going to be in another speaker's race to elect a speaker of the House of Representatives. Uh, Who will it be? Not exactly sure right now, but it's going to be interesting to go through what I think are a lot of qualified members of Congress uh, to elevate to that position. But Speaker McCarthy said that he is not going to run for speaker again. Kevin McCarthy, excuse me. Yeah, this is very big news, Lauren Boebert, because 
I believe you and the other ones that really pressed him the first time around is what set this up. Now he is totally weakened. And the fact that he would acknowledge that he is so weak that he would not run again. Um, how confident are you you can take his word to the bank? I mean, his word wasn't any good when he said he'd bring single-issue spending bills to the floor. You think he's legit on this? Well, Grant, it does not matter uh, because I have been already in uh, in a couple of meetings uh, before the conference meeting that this was announced. I have heard from other members, many members who did not vote to vacate refuse to vote for him to be speaker again. And I think he is hearing those same rumors, uh, those same confessions from members who did not vote uh, to vacate him saying, sorry, this was it. I, I want to go back to legislating. I want to govern. I want someone who is going to keep their word, keep their promises to be in this position so we don't have to encounter this again. And I think that's where his statement came from of not wanting to run from speaker for speaker. Maybe I could be wrong, uh, but that's certainly what I'm hearing on the Hill is uh, member after member saying, I voted for him before. I didn't vote to vacate. I will not vote for him again. Do you agree that today is a day to rejoice in the fact that maybe for the first time I can remember in my adult life that strong conservatives now actually have a real and powerful voice in the United States Congress, and they cannot be ignored by leadership? Uh, yes, I do think that this is a time to celebrate. Again, uh, all credit here to my friend Matt Gates. Uh, it was him who put his name on the line. It was him who was being uh, threatened to to be kicked out of the House. Uh, they, they wanted to uh, completely remove him as a member of Congress uh, just for daring the establishment. Uh, but time and time again, throughout this year especially, uh, myself, my friends, we have shown that uh, we are not going to be swayed uh, by the establishment here in Washington, D.C. Uh, I know I wasn't there on the motion to vacate today, uh, but there's a lot of policy that I want to get to. There's funding of the federal government that I want to get to, and I'm so so proud of Matt to being successful in this. And it just might be the first resolution that he's already ever passed off the House floor. <laughs> that may be true, actually. Uh, all right, last question for you. Uh, who's your choice for speaker now? Uh, like I said, Grant, we have a lot of talent in the Republican Party. Uh, naturally, a lot look to number two being Steve Scalise. Uh, and certainly we wouldn't want to limit his uh, uh, the possibility of him being speaker because of his critical uh, situation that he's in uh, with it, with his health, praying for him. Certainly, uh, I've always been a fan of Tom Emmer, uh, but maybe it's someone not from leadership. What a concept. Maybe we choose someone that doesn't want to be speaker, that doesn't want to be in leadership. Uh, but that's what we're going to work through as a conference and find that person who will actually listen to the conference as a whole, work with us stick to their promises, be trustworthy, and take this position as Speaker of the House seriously. Well, I don't know if you heard Dr. Sebastian Gorka. His pick is the same of my, as mine, and that would be Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan continues to say. <laughs> I, love uh, I would it. hope that he would do it. Or President Trump, exactly. Um, Lauren Boebert, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Grant. All right, absolutely. All right, so we'll be following this very big story for you again President Trump should be voted on for speaker. Let's see where Republicans stand. I don't mind the idea of Steve Scalise. I really love the idea of Jim Jordan to be our next speaker. Uh, let's see if we can do some convincing of that. Uh, folks, thank you so much for tuning in today. 
If you're watching live on Rumble or Getter or Facebook, thank you. Spread the post, like the post, spread the post, share the post. Subscribe to the podcast on everywhere you find podcasts. GrantStinchfield.com. GrantStinchfield.com is the website. Uh, all the links are there. You can find links to the Real America's Voice show uh, and, of course, the radio show in the morning, AM 870. All you have to do is say, hey, Alexa, play AM 870, and it'll play 9 to 12 Eastern time every morning. It's a great show. I think you'll like it. We have a lot of fun in the mornings. Uh, and then, folks, don't forget, pay a visit to my friends over at MyPillow. MyPillow.com forward slash grant. Use the promo code grant, mypillow.com forward slash grant, promo code grant, savings like up to 50% on on many of the products, the sheets, the slippers, the the pillows, you name it. They're doing so great over there at MyPillow. Lord knows Mike Lindell can use your business as they continue to attack him. Mypillow.com forward slash grant, use promo code grant. That's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Stinchfield's Army Rolls, thanks to all of you.